ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Will Gray here bringing you this Golf Channel podcast special. Rich Lerner, Kelly Tillman, Mike Tirico, and Dan Hicks are anchoring Golf Channel's coverage of this week's Arnold Palmer Invitational, the first since the passing of Arnold Palmer. Earlier this week, they shared their thoughts on this special week and memories of the King. Kelly, we'll start, we'll start with you. You have uh, you had a special relationship with Mr. Palmer as, as the rest of the panel did, but kind of give us your thoughts on, uh, on, on this week. Uh, and as you uh, prepare on covering this week. Well, thanks, Jeremy, and it's great to be with all of you. Um, cannot tell you how excited um, I am and our entire team is at Golf Channel NBC to be able to cover the Arnold Palmer Invitational, uh, particularly this year, considering how special it's going to be as we celebrate his life, his legacy, and uh, ultimately the hospitals that we've uh, all been uh, a part of here uh, locally on the Orlando scene. Um, I know they, they mean a lot to me. My, my child was born there. Um, it's wonderful operations, and all the money uh, goes to these hospitals. But uh, we are um, pouring everything we have into this week uh, as an organization uh, from a features standpoint, from um, an outreach standpoint, um, as you may have seen when we had the privilege of covering uh, Mr. Palmer's memorial service uh, back in the fall, uh, this is a very personal thing to us. Uh, for those of us who've been uh, fortunate enough to be able to work uh, for and, and near uh, and at times alongside Mr. Palmer over the course of our careers. And, and some of us could say that if it weren't for Arnold, we wouldn't be here today. Uh, so uh, I, I know that that stands for me. Um, I live about uh, three miles as the crow flies from Bay Hill Club and Lodge. Uh, I, I get to, to pass by there every day as I make my way to Golf Channel uh, to check in for work and check out, uh, passing it on the way home as well. I think of him every single time I go by. So um, on that note, um, I'm happy to, to pass it to, to my colleagues now for their thoughts, but uh, I personally cannot wait to get this week started. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, Dan, this is your 25th year uh, covering uh, covering this tournament, so it's uh, it's got a also a, a special place that's near and dear to your heart. So, kind of tell uh, tell us about your, your thoughts going into this week. 
Yeah, sure, Jeremy. Uh, thanks, and um, thanks, everybody, for being with us. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, before I left, I'm actually still in Florida. I'm not down on the Bay Hill site yet, but before I left, um, there's a, a few prized pictures in, in my office that I just couldn't help but look at before I left. And one of them was this, uh, this, uh, this, this series of pictures where Arnold is showing all these different kinds of emotion um, with some of our crew, with some of the golfers through the years past. And it just got me to thinking how quickly the time has passed. And a lot of those pictures were from, as Jeremy said, 25 years ago when I first got to NBC. Um, I had a little more hair, and Arnold looked a little uh, even studlier than he did uh, in his 80s. But um, it just got me to thinking how quickly the time has passed. And, 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 and so we, we knew that one day this day would come when we would – do a tournament without Arnold, and it really came um, into Clearview last year. Every single year, Arnold um, would come up to the booth to, for a visit with me and Johnny through the years um, on the weekend. And last year was the very first time that he wasn't able to make it. And so that's when it it started to get a little bit more um, realistic that uh, we wouldn't be with this guy uh, for years to come. And so I made it a point last year to go up, uh, actually, as I was with Peter Jacobson. So I, I knew he wouldn't be coming up to the booth. So I had I had the visit in his office uh, at Bay Hill, and it was fantastic. And Arnold uh, obviously wasn't quite as not quite on his game or as sharp as he's been in the past, but he still had that charm. He still had that charisma. And uh, that ended up being the last time I saw him. So um, last time I saw him was appropriately enough uh, – in his Bay Hill office where he spent so, so much time and, and welcomed so many people. And I know there's a lot of special things planned in that office, this, this, um, this, this tournament that you're going to see on air on golf channel and NBC. In fact, we have an opening uh, tease that'll reflect that, uh, that spot His two favorite spots in Latrobe and in Bay Hill through the years and both those offices, in fact. So, it's bittersweet. It's a celebration, like Kelly said. Um, it's there's going to be so much going on, and it's just it's so good to see all the things that are going on um, around the tournament that are going to Arnold honor, honor Arnold. But it's a little bittersweet that, and I and I, I really don't know quite what to, to expect from my emotions and our crew's emotions totally when we get there, and we actually are hitting the tee shots and without Arnold there. But I, I think in the end, it's going to be it's going to come off as uh, maybe one of the most powerful golf tournaments, certainly um, Arnold Palmer Invitationals that we've seen, but I think it's really going to, as, as you look back, as we look back at the end of the year, I think it'll kind of, I think it'll, um, it'll, it'll be remembered as one of the, one of the best tournaments of the year, just because I think there's going to be that special, powerful uh, feeling of Arnold, um, at, uh, you know, throughout. So with that, I'll, I'll pass it along to uh, either Mike or Rich. Mike, uh, this is your you are making your debut at this tournament, first time covering the tournament for us. So uh, I know a couple of weeks ago when we were we were in New York together, we were chatting about how how looking forward you were to this event to uh, to honor and pay tribute to Mr. Palmer. So give us your your opening thoughts as you go into this week. Well, uh, thank you, Jeremy. Hi, everyone. It's uh, it's great to uh, have the chance to first off work with the people who are on this call, the NBC golf team, as I've mentioned the, the couple of other times that I had the opportunity to start with everyone last year. And uh, it's nice to say too, to work with friends and Dan and Kelly and Rich over the 
many years we've all been together. And there's no way that this is Dan's 25th. That's impossible. <laughs> it can't be the case. It, is. it still looks like he's 30. Uh, but yeah, right. They've been friends over the years of covering the tour. And a few times for our coverage, uh, when I was over at ESPN, our coverage for the Masters, I got to come down to Bay Hill and do some interviews in the lead-up for our coverage because you had so many great players there. It was just at the end of my college basketball season, so we do some preview work. And uh, th- those are my memories of, of coming to Bay Hill and, and getting a chance to see Mr. Palmer there and uh, all, all of the other things that you'd naturally expect. But to be in this capacity and being a part of the group on Golf Channel and NBC for the first time is, is a thrill for me to do it at, uh, at, at this event. This is always right around the uh, start of the NCAA basketball tournament, and we are honoring and remembering the all-time number one seed as a player and as a person in uh, in Arnold Palmer and has touched so many in so many different ways. Uh, you know, the, the number of stories that you hear from the people, whether it's at Augusta or at Bay Hill or anywhere they interact with Arnold where you felt like when he looked at a group, he was looking at you and the personal connection of autographs. And we all have stories. It would be really nice to be able to come to a, a very significant and important golf tournament with a great global field there to help honor Arnold's memory and at the same time be able, in a parallel way, to embrace and remember all that made Arnold so special. And, and when I kind of pull back to all the sports I've been able to cover over time, there's, all, there's no one like this when you start thinking about the individual sports and then you start thinking about the team sports, perhaps Michael Jordan could be the only other person in this conversation. But remember that the power of Palmer lasted into his eighties and went on for five, six decades. And the complete intersection of a charismatic man with incredible golf ability, the boom of television, the popularity of the sport, Arnie's army, and having the right guy to do all of that. Uh, you don't get an individual with this kind of impact on any other sport in the U.S. as you go back through the other sports. So to sit here and have the opportunity months after he passed to feel the emotions of and share the stories of feels right. And I'm just thrilled that we get a chance to do it all with, uh, with some wonderful people. It'll be great TV. It'll be a great experience for all of us. I'm excited to uh, be a small part of it. And I would guess by a process of elimination, we've saved uh, the wordsmith for last. So, Mr. Lerner, I guess you're up. Mike, thank you. Kelly uh, and Dan, good to be with you. We've all played golf. We've all gone to courses or clubs. And you know, beyond playing the game, I think one of the things we all like is the familiarity of a regular, uh, regular place. You know, it's, a, it's an old-timer who's there every day. It's the, the big oak tree. Uh, it hopefully hasn't uh, gobbled up too many of your shots, but you love the way it looks. Um, and, and when you go to that club and if that, you know, that old timer's not there anymore, the tree somehow came down, something's missing. And I think that's probably uh, the sense we'll have this week. I mean, Arnold was the friendliest face the sport has ever, has ever known. He was the sturdiest oak tree we've ever had. Uh, and so I think from that standpoint, no doubt we'll miss him. But I, to, to me, I, I think this is more about this week will be 
more about what he left behind, you know, what he built. Uh, and that was his life's work. Uh, the, you know, all the success he had in the game allowed him to do all of these other things for, for the community and for humanity. So, what, you know, he built uh, this tournament, uh, which is still vibrant, with four of the top five players in the world. Uh, he built a hospital, which will benefit from the tournament. Uh, he helped to build the city. I mean, he had a lot to do with it. I mean, if you think about, you know, just, just zero in on Bay Hill, uh, Arnold had the foresight even before a guy named Disney, uh, Walt Disney did, uh, to, you know, stake his claim to uh, what at the time in the, in the 60s was, you know, orange groves and, and some, you know, some really nice freshwater lakes. Uh, but he loved it. So, so this to me is about uh, what, what he built, what he left behind for all of us to enjoy, for the tour players to enjoy, fans to enjoy, for the uh, children and families who need that hospital. Uh, that's what you call a legacy, and that was uh, what was, was most important. And if I had you know, one, one wish this week, I think all of us have thought about this, uh, it, it would be for Sam Saunders to win the darn thing. I know it's a long shot, but Sam is, is it, Sam's a good player, uh, in addition to being a really good human being. Not a surprise there. Uh, but Sam has put together you know, some good rounds. He had a 64 at Riviera. Uh, he just hasn't been able to put four together. Maybe this is the week where he puts it all together, and then I'd get out of the way and leave it for Dan and, and, and Mike, who will uh, you know, be a part of that call on NBC to determine whether that would be you know, one of the greatest stories uh, we've, we've ever seen. But uh, that, that would be my wish for the week. And, uh, I, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as, as um, you know, anything to do with Arnold. Uh, you know, it's always uh, been, been something uh, that I've, I've looked forward to. And I, I just on a personal note, uh, and, Dan, I know you've experienced this when he comes into the booth, and, Kelly, you as well, having done uh, shows with him, I personally will miss the touch, and, and I don't mean like he had a great touch around the greens. He did. I mean, when you sat next to Arnold and you, you were interviewing him, and when he was making a point, he would, he would take his hand and he would put it on your forearm and hold it. He, there was always a sense that he was uh, either a grandfather or a father to me, that he always made me feel um, really comfortable. He was uh, – well, so he was, uh, I think uh, – Mike and Dan alluded to this. He was the ultimate alpha male, uh, and and usually alphas have a way of making people you know just a little uncomfortable. It's hard not to, you know. But but Arnold was the alpha who made everybody, you know, feel super comfortable. And the last thing I'll, I'll say is, uh, Dan, you mentioned time flying so quickly. This is your 25th year. With, you know, congratulations on that. Um, you know Izzy D. Herrera, who's our award-winning. Uh, documentarian he did Arnie and is now working on Jack and, and Izzy told me that the last question he asked of Arnie in the interviews he did for that documentary was how fast did it all go and Arnie was 85 at the time and, and he said you cannot believe how fast it all went so that's it a question to, to anyone who wants to address it is what will the tone be like this week will it be you know, sad, melancholy that that Mr. Palmer's not there, or will it be um, you know, sort of a, a celebration of a life, a life that was so well lived? Hi, Marty, Rich Lerner. Uh, Hi, Rich. I, you know, I'm going to speak for. I, I don't know that I can speak for everyone. I just in in, in discussing this with some of our uh, executive team, I, I 
I feel strongly this will not be melancholy, nor would Arnold want it to be that way. This is a golf tournament. Uh, yes, it's a celebration of, of the tournament that, that he built and, and uh, the house that, that, that he opened up so graciously. Uh, but this is a golf tournament. And Arnie would, I have no doubts, I mean, not to sound cliche, where you, you say he would want us to, as if we can know, but I have no doubts. He'd want everybody to hitch their pants and get after it. Uh, and so, uh, yes, memories will be shared. Uh, uh, you know, sentiments will, will, will be expressed. Uh, but but I, I think it's going to be a, a, a tournament uh, and, and a celebration. And um, so I, I think it'll be reflected. And, and I know, you know, Dan and Kelly and Mike, you know, have, have been in on meetings as well. I think that that will be reflected. I don't think we want to overwhelm people. This is not another memorial service uh, with all due respect. Uh, um, so uh, it's, a, it's kind of a, a celebration of, of the legacy that he lived. And, and, and we don't need to trumpet that. We don't need to always be saying this is a, a celebration. The, the pictures uh, will, will speak, uh, I think, in a very strong way. Uh, what, what the players tell us will, will speak volumes. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, the audience gets it. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't have to go overboard. This is Mike. I'll just add to, to what Rich said. In other sports, that's a lot harder thing to pull off, to be honest. Uh, golf gives you the opportunity, especially with the amount of time on air, the pace of the game, and the expectation of the audience to be able to do both, to make it full-fledged golf tournament. And you know, the great coverage that Dan and the guys have done year after year after year at Bay Hill, plus stop to remember poignantly in the right way Arnold's impact because it's going to be around you. The most important thing whenever we talk to students and we all get a chance to, thankfully, uh, whenever we talk to students, we, we always talk about try to bring people close to where you are. Bring a little bit of work to their house, to the people watching it. Everybody on the grounds, you can just see it from watching Morning Drive <laughs> of the first two days, everybody on the grounds is feeling this special memory of Arnold about them this week. So we would be failing in our, in our professional duties if we didn't transmit that emotion back home to the people during the broadcast. So we'll do it the right way, but it certainly will be as rich and so eloquently said, and Dan's going to be the one with the, with the ball in his hands and nobody better to do that. It's going to be about the golf tournament when it matters the most. Yeah, Mike. And I'll, I'll just jump on that and say that, um, you know, you guys, all of you, Kelly, Rich, Mike, um, your vast experience know that, you know, you have to react to what you see. You have to react to how you're feeling. And there's no way we can sit here, you know, a couple of days before the tournament starts and kind of wonder exactly what it's going to be like. Um, whoever gets in the hunt, whoever gets in contention, um, all the things swirling around the tournament, um, all the Arnold memorabilia that's around, you just don't know what kind of feeling you're going to have until that particular moment comes or that particular winner comes, comes up the 18th fairway and the emotions that will be in that particular golfer, whoever wins, I think is going to have 
um, just a different kind of emotion that they've ever experienced, regardless if they've ever won on the PGA Tour before. But to win Arnold's tournament um, for the first time without him here, I think it's just going to be one of these things that we just don't know what that's going to have emotionally. We don't know the, the power that that's going to have, but I think it's going to be special. And as Mike said earlier, um, you know, you don't need, um, you know, you know, necessarily be great to have Tiger there playing, but you don't, you know, we, there's so many great players that are going to have a chance to win this tournament this week that um, I think it'll stand on its own. And speaking of Tiger, I just had this crazy thought, you know, with all the talk about who's here and who's not here. And again, it's a celebration of who is here and who has a chance to win, but how great would it be if Tiger Woods decided to come on Sunday, stand behind the green, just kind of show up and just be there. Um, He can't play. He won the tournament eight times. He's, you know, outside of Arnold, he's as big of a name at Bay Hill as you could possibly have. I, I I just think that even if a player isn't able to come and play, how great would it be for a guy like Tiger to be there? Maybe shake the winner, winner's hand as uh, he comes up the hill like Arnold used to do. I just think that uh, we could be in for who knows whatever special moments like that that may materialize, and I think that uh, we're just going to have to, as, as broadcasters, uh, just react and, and do the best we can to enhance. Yeah, it's hard, hard to – that's a beautiful thought, Dan. Um, uh, you know, it's hard to know where Tiger is with his body, um, and if he wasn't able to attend a press conference in L.A., we can only hope that he's able to get up and about now and, and walk around or maybe put his hands on a golf club. Um, that would be an unbelievable moment if he were to be able to be here to be a part of uh, this celebration. Um, I, You know, you guys, I think, stated it beautifully that we don't know uh, many of the moments that are coming our way, we can script as many as possible, which which we have done through the magic of uh, television, bringing you uh, emotional and powerful features. Uh, I know that um, you're all aware of the statue unveiling uh, of Palmer taking that mighty swing near the first tee. Uh, also, there'll be a golf cart uh, near the 16th. Um, you know, the, the famous cart, Arnold and, and uh his wife, Kit, were always uh, traveling around uh, the tournament in and uh, shaking hands with players and, and fans, everybody getting their moment with the king. Um, there will be a number of ways that, that we remember him. Uh, some, of them, some of them might make us sad. Some of them might make us uh, happy. Some of, us might give us a, some of them might give us a belly laugh. Um, we don't know the emotions that are coming, but we all know that the game uh, – and everyone a part of it adored him. He did so much for it. We all miss him. We're going to celebrate him, and uh, we're going to do it uh, together as a collective family, uh, and that's uh, broadcasters, players, and uh, the fans who have admired his career for so long and are grateful for all that he did for the game. Hey, you know what, Cal, one quick thought. I'm thinking uh, – and this is maybe something we all you know, take with us this week. This thought from Ben Crenshaw, he said, quote, no one in American sports ever treated their audience any better than Arnold Palmer. And we just 
go into this week with that thought of mind, just you know, treat the audience well, as Arnold did. Uh, it'll be a great week. My question is, after this year at at Bay Hill and Arnold Palmer Invitational, will this tournament fizzle out, or do you think hmm. the top players will keep coming back to this tournament and and play and remember the legacy Arnold Palmer made on this game? Pixie, go ahead. Well, man, I, I just that bummed me out when that when I heard that word fizzle. Man, that uh, I, I I sure hope that doesn't happen. I don't think any of us in our right minds can sit here and say that this tournament will certainly not suffer as the years go on without without the king being here. Um, I I really it's it's it it really puts a huge responsibility I think on not only the players. Um, from here on out to make sure that doesn't happen. And I think that this week at Bay Hill, um, as some of the guys and and Kelly have alluded to already, that I think this week is going to be big in the sense that, as Mike pointed out, I think if you're not here and I think that you're, and I think that you're watching this or hearing about what happens here this week, I think you might regret a little bit, that you didn't that you didn't make the effort to come or that you didn't pull out all the stops in order to be there. And I think that's going to bode well, I hope, for the future of this tournament based on what happens this week, on how it comes off across to the public and, and, uh, and the rest of the media outlets there around the country, I think is going to be super important um, to display, you know, hey, there's a golf tournament, you know, going on in Bay Hill, but this is not just another golf tournament. It never was, when, especially when Arnold was here, but it should be that special. And I hope that the first one without him here is going to get the kind of reception around the country through media outlets and highlights and maybe some really special moments that otherwise would have no chance of happening. I hope that those get out. And I hope that the that the power of the tournament spreads in a sense that, wow, this first one without Arnold was really special, and it's going to just propel this tournament for years to come. I'm hoping that that's what happens. I don't, I, I can't say with any kind of uh, clarity that that is exactly what is going to happen, but that's my hope that that, that that's what we get out of this week, is that we're going to feel like you know what. It's going to be okay without Arnold because it was that special this week. That's what I hope. Dan, yeah, Dan, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Kel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just quickly, uh, yeah, Dan, um, I echo your sentiments, but I also think if you look at the reason that um, some of the star players might not be here this year, it's important to take note that scheduling is critical going forward. Uh, there's there's been a lot of changes and tweaks to the so-called Florida swing over the years from moving the players to the month of May and now the uh, insertion of this stop in Mexico between West Coast, East Coast, back to the West Coast. I think it's uh, it's important that the PGA Tour find, for lack of a better word, the perfect spot for this place, for this tournament on the schedule, um, you know, as a run-up to the Masters, let's not forget that Arnold Palmer won four green jackets, or won the green jacket, I should say, four times. Um, you know, he, 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 trans, he helped to transcend the game of golf. He, he ushered in, into the mainstream. He, 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 walked, he, brought, he brought, brought it to life in, in, on television. 
I think uh, the least that the least that could be done is to find a great spot for this tournament on the schedule, so that so that guys can make it appointment golf for them as they tune up uh, for the Masters. Um, but but no, don't let it just be a tune up for the Masters. It deserves the respect that that we're seeing this week. It deserves it each and every year because of what Arnold Palmer did for the game, because of what he did for this tournament. Um, and because of those hospitals that it benefits, um, you know, children's lives are being saved every day um, or improved or enhanced. So, um, Rich, uh, I'll yeah, jump in with your thought, but okay. I, I feel strongly that scheduling is, is important as well. Yeah, I mean, anybody associated with the tournament, I guess the same, you know, not I guess, the same can be said for every tournament on the schedule. It's competitive right now. Uh, trying to land uh, a premium field for whatever the event is. And uh, this tournament, uh, you know, faces the, you know, the same uh, questions that every tournament uh, faces. Uh, does it work in my schedule if I'm a player? Do I like the golf course? Do I, uh, are, do I like the amenities? Uh, does it work for me? Uh, this tournament always had, you know, two, two things going for it in, in terms of its appeal. Number one, it had Arnold. Uh, and if Arnold, you know, if you were a player in Arnold, you know, asked you to, to come, you certainly considered it very strongly. Uh, and two, it had Tiger Woods, uh, you know, for, for the better part of a decade. And Ti- Tiger liked it. And uh, excuse me, excuse me, I got something going on here. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, it had Tiger Woods. Uh, and, and if you had Tiger uh, you were golden for that, uh, you know, decade where he dominated. Uh, they don't have Tiger now, uh, so what? What do they they have? They have uh, Arnold's name, which is still very strong. They have strong uh, uh, promotional investment uh, from our company, Golf Channel and NBC. Uh, he was our co-founder. It is on our air. It's on NBC on the weekend, so we will continue to push it. And then. I think it does. It, it does have you know the backing of the tour from the standpoint that they've given the winner now a three-year exemption, uh, and uh, the, the purse increase. Uh, you know, it's what is it a million and a half? I think to the winner this week. So they've taken some steps, but they're still going to to have to to continue to fight. Uh, Kelly and Dan said they're going to have to fight for a great, the best possible spot on the schedule, uh, and 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 every other you know in, in every other way that every tournament has to battle uh, to get the best possible field. And, and this is Mike. I'll just give you two quick sentences. Golf has done a better job than every other sport of keeping yesterday part of today. And it's incumbent upon the tour and the players, and when I say the tour, it's everyone, to continue to do that. Why not be creative? There are only a very few tournaments that carry the name of, or in one case, the memorial, uh, we know it's Jack's tournament. There's a Byron Nelson tournament, this event, the Arnold Palmer Invitational Memorial, which is Jack's tournament. And you would imagine somewhere down the line, uh, the, the generational guys like a Mickelson or a Tiger or an Tiger, I should say, would might, might be included in tournaments bearing their name. Point is, let's take the Byron Nelson, which is now the AT&T Byron Nelson, and take this event and take Memorial and do something special. You know, Make something special out of those events because they honor – three people, if not for them, these players would not be playing for the money that they have. They wouldn't be hopping on their private jets to get back home. 
they wouldn't have this incredible life. And Phil Mickelson said as much so eloquently on the Thirty Show, uh, the first of the two shows that, that aired eight days ago. So may, maybe there's a way to combine the tournaments that honor the legends and do some, something special related to uh, a bonus for the, the person who's involved in all of those or playing all of those or, or ask the tour players, can you play at least two of those every year or one of those every uh, couple of years? Variety of things. Let, let's hope that golf continues to do well what it has always done better than the other sports and keep its past heroes part of its present success. Wondering if you could just peel back the curtain a little bit about what you do and share a, a funny anecdote or a favorite story that's just, you know, something that the viewer doesn't know that goes on behind the scenes. Thank you. You want that related to Mr. Palmer? Uh, doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be, Mike. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one that's related to uh, to Arnold, since that's appropriate. And uh, I'll go first this way. I can get out of the way of the people who have had much more history with this event. Um, in, in my, I'm in, I'm in my house in Michigan, and in my office there are. I'm, I'm looking at all the pictures, and I don't think there's anything but family or the people I used to work on the. I've, I've worked on the air with my former partners, current partners, things like that. The only picture of an athlete of athletes in my office, as I look around, there's a picture from Augusta with Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, and Curtis Strange. And we took it in our ESPN studio in 2012 when the three of them hit the honorary starter opening tee shots at 7.40 in the morning on that day, April 5th of 2012. And I know the date and the time because if you've been to Augusta, they have this just perfect tea sheet with the tea times for all the groups and Arnold and Gary and Jack's name is on there at 740 as honorary starters so I have this great picture of the five of us framed background is matted in Augusta green and I usually carry an orange sharpie an orange pen with me and I got Arnold and Gary and Jack to sign it and these are the only autographs I've ever asked athletes for and I got them to sign it and it was the first year that the three of them were the starters together. And Arnold looked at me and said, you know what? That's a really good idea. And he had Gary and Jack. He asked me if there was another sheet. And he got those guys to sign it, and they signed it for each other. And best I know, we're the only four people walking around with that. And who knows where it is or if they even kept theirs. But I have mine framed, and it was just one of those really neat moments that Arnold's kind of smiled, and he looked at you, and you – felt like here's my friend forever that's a good idea can i borrow your pen and then he signed it and passed along to gary and jack and to watch these three autograph something for each other while holding the original that's i just sat there and said wow i can't believe this is happening to some kid from new york who's you know uh always dreamed of meeting these guys let alone befriending them and that's the only picture i have of an athlete in my office and uh remember it forever it's just one of those behind the scenes of things that you have access to, you never do, but those people are special, and uh, that, that's something that will stick with me forever. Hi, Mr. Friedman. Richard, Richard Kell? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, my, I, I go, you know, I'm from Pennsylvania, and was the other side of the state from Allentown. My father, rest in peace, uh, started a miniature golf fully lighted par three in a driving range in the 
in the late 50s in Allentown, Pennsylvania. He, he always referred to it as the first fully lighted cemetery in the United States. They struggled in the early years. But, but my, uh, my three brothers and I, through the years as it became more successful, ran it from my dad. But he always told the story that in the very early years, uh, he approached this uh, blossoming star from uh, Western Pennsylvania uh, to put his name on this new venture, and it would be called the you know Arnold Palmer Golf Center. And you know, if it was successful, they'd have a string of them. It was a great idea. And when my father asked Arnold uh, for for the asking price to lend his name to this this new enterprise, Dorneyville Golf Center was born named for the little borough on the edge of Allentown. It was a little out of my, my father's reach at that point. I, I, uh, I always reminded Arnold of this, and he always laughed. And uh, the beautiful irony is that years later, after I got to the Golf Channel, and, and my wife Robin and I have, uh, you know, with Kelly's help and, and many others of the Golf Channel, uh, uh, organized this tournament, which benefits the neonatal intensive care unit at the, the Winnie Palmer Hospital, uh, several years ago. Just after my father passed away, uh, Arnold was um, our you know, featured guest on the Sunday night at Bay Hill, uh, this December classic, and he, he called my mom up as a surprise while I was doing a Q&A with Arnold, and he presented our family uh, with, with a plaque uh, in honor of my father for the work we had done for the hospital. So my father never did get Arnold's name uh, on on the golf center, but my father ended up, you know, with his name and the family's name inside the hospital. It was very sweet, and it, it you know, it spoke volumes uh, about Arnold. Uh, you know, he, he was, he, I always say this, he was, he was an enormous presence, uh, but he was present in, in, in all the right way, in the small ways. Uh, and that's what you hear over and over, you know, that, that, that uh, connection he made with, with people, big and small. So that, that's, uh, my little, you know, personal Arnie tale. Uh, That's a great story, Rich. Um, it, it just it just gets me to thinking. Just talking with Mike and Kelly and and you, Rich, and just hearing all the stories, I've kind of got like a smile on my face sitting here. And it's like when somebody leaves you, like Arnold Palmer does, it, it whoever it is, and it's the big you know importance in your life. It just makes you feel better to talk about them. This has been uh, this has been a lot of fun, um, and I and I hope that. Uh, our telecast uh, this week, and I think they will. In fact, I'm sure they will. I think they'll have the same kind of feeling that's kind of, you know, given me here to hear you guys uh, tell your personal stories. I, I could sit here all day and just listen to you guys mm. <laughs> to talk about uh, talk about your connections with Arnold. Um, real, real quick, my my one maybe kind of crazy little out of the way Arnold story was: he comes up into the booth every year, and wherever and wherever you're with him. You, and I know you guys all maybe have the same uh, thought or smell in this case. There's that cologne that Arnie wears, <laughs> that unmistakable, like, you know, cool, you know, I don't even know what brand it is. So was it I an Aqua Belva, Dan? Aqua Belva, maybe. It was from exactly, that era. You, you know so, it was a club so man or exactly. an Aqua It's got to be old school something, Rich, right? So he comes up into the booth, and before we come on, I go, I go, Mr. Palmer, I, you know, you've been coming up all these years, and every time I'm with you, I, you know, forgive me here, but I, I smell that same cologne, <laughs> and everybody else does too. I said, what brand is that? And he kind of looks at me, you know, with that, that Arnie look, and he goes, Dan, 
he goes, he goes, I, I, I was giving you all this great information for you. But he says, you know, I can't share that with you. <laughs> I just kind of, and he said that with a wink, and I just started laughing, and I never forgot it. Nor did I ever ask him what it was again. It's probably not some well, huge secret. I mean, you know, Doc Giffen will probably give you the answer if I see him this week. But I just thought it was just funny. It was one of those Arnold things, I and mean, everybody that has spent time with him. I mean, he had that. You know, as, as much as the sweater was around his neck, it was that cologne smell that was just unmistakable, Arnie. Well, Hicksy, he was he was a man's man, wasn't he? From uh, I would nope. say an, oh, yeah. an unfiltered vinyl world. Uh, you know, real quick, because as long as we're telling these stories, uh, they, everybody's they probably out. left the teleconference by I now, but so we're still having a good time. Hold on, this is this is vintage Arnie right here because he was the maximum man of action, right? He's always on the go and wanted to be in the middle of everything, and and so they sent me out to Latrobe. It was like two days before Christmas, a few years back, to to do a story on the memorabilia inside the warehouse, and he gave me two great hours. But there, you know, like four or five inches of snow on the ground, uh, and we go up to the clubhouse and we're having some drinks. It's, you know, three in the afternoon, and he's with his buddies uh, from Latrobe. The guy's 30 years younger, and he has a couple of cocktails, and he gets up, puts on his beautiful long tan coat, and he heads out of the men's grill, and he turns. Now, keep in mind, he's, I think, 83 at the time. We're in Latrobe, not New York City. There are four inches of snow on the ground in December, and he turns to his guy and says, hey, if there's anything going on tonight, give me a call. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on a second. We're, we're, what's going on tonight in Latrobe in December? I mean, exactly what's happening tonight? <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it's just classic, Arnie. Uh, he uh, he loved life. I mean, he really he really did. He he took the biggest swing, didn't he? Yeah, it was a, uh, uh, you know, it's easy to wear the story out when when it's just so special to you, but. Um, I, I, you know, I'll never forget the 2007 at the Masters. We we had arranged to have the the honor of uh, having me on Arnold's bag for the par three, and uh, his manager Corey Britt uh, told me to meet him in the parking lot in full gear, uh, the the full white jumper and the green hat and all, to go through the bag so he could coach me as to how Arnold liked to have things mm. done mm. by his cat. I mean, you could imagine. I mean, I've done a lot of television in my life, and don't remember a time when I was more nervous than than that, hoping that I was going to nail it or at least not let Arnold down. And uh, you know, he, he walks me through where the tees are, where the golf balls are, the fresh glove, you know, where he keeps his clubs, which pocket in case he wants to grab one on his own. A lot to to, to take note of. And and um, at at the end of the the lesson, he says. Um, but the most important thing are these pins. And he showed me a, a huge batch of uh, a pocket full of these umbrella pins, which we'll all be donning this week. Um, and I said, why, why is that the most important? Um, and he said, because he knows that the fans don't care about where the ball goes. Mm. They may not even be able to get to see a shot. He wants as many people as you can possibly get uh, these pins into their hands. That's what he wants because he wants them to have a piece of him going home. 
And, uh, you know, we, we went through that round of golf and, and look, Arnold wasn't at his sharpest. He lost quite a few golf balls and I was, I was always there to hand one to him, but, um, I must've given out hundreds of pins that day. I, I couldn't keep up with all the people who were reaching out when they saw that I was doing this. And, and he would grab a few as well when we would walk from greens to tee boxes and hand them to them. And uh, it, it just, uh, what a feeling to, to be a part of that. And then as we made our way to the ninth tee, my second year doing this, uh, Arnold had had enough. He had lost all of his golf balls. And uh, we, we had a par three over uh, water. And, uh, the, well, the last two that were in the bag, Arnold put them in the drink. And um, the, the crowds were going nuts and um that you couldn't even hear. It was so it was so deafening the noise. They were chanting for Arnie to hit another ball, and uh, Jack Nicholas, always on his game, always sharp as attack, uh, says, um, "Arnold, come on! They want you to hit one more." And Arnold wasn't hearing very well because of all the the noise. And he said he shook his head, "No, not going to do it. No." And or he said, "Well, then you know what that means. Your your caddy's got to hit one." And I, I was convinced he didn't have another golf ball, but I went rifling through that bag and I found another one. And uh, I was able to um, take the club that Arnold had hit out of his hands. It was an eight iron, steel shafted, uh, arthritic grips and all. I mean, I, I couldn't even get my little hands around those grips. They were so thick. And uh, I remember standing over the, the golf ball and everybody's yelling your name and, you know, don't screw it up. And I couldn't feel my hands. And I just reminded myself not to let go of the golf club, but not to grip it too tightly either. Took to the swing almost blind. And I hit a frozen rope that got over the water, and the place erupted, and Arnold Palmer, with his bag on his shoulder, because now he was the caddy and I was the player, came over to me with the high five, and he said, great job. And uh, that's just a special moment. Um, what, a, what a warm soul. And, uh, of course, Jack, being uber competitive, uh, gave him a good ribbon because I got it over the water, and he didn't. <laughs> And uh, it, it was just a memory that I'll always have, and that's, that's somewhat behind the scenes. I mean, the shot might be well-documented, but the conversations were not. And, um, he, he cared about the people more than he cared about himself, I believe. And um, I think that's why we're going to hear this, this, this slogan, Arnie would. Arnie would do it. Arnie would do it for the people, and then uh, we're going we're gonna to do it for him this week. Hey, Cal, one last thing on, on that, just to piggyback on that, that Arnie cared about the people. I know, Mike, you're hosting a special Sunday. Is it 2 o'clock Eastern on NBC about Arnold? Saturday. Saturday. Two. I'm sorry, Saturday at 2 o'clock mm-hmm. is a lead-in on Arnold. And one of the stories in that uh, special uh, speaks to to just that. And, and we all know uh, Arnie wrote a lot of letters to tour players. This particular story is uh, on, on one of the last letters he ever wrote, uh, and he wrote it uh, uh, to a, a one-year-old boy who was named for him, a uh, little boy named Palmer, uh, and he was born in the, uh, in the hospital uh, after his mother was uh, very, very sick, uh, recovered to do, to do well. Uh, I'll leave it at that. It's a very emotional story, but it... Uh, it tells you all you need to know about who he was uh, in his final days, final weeks. He wrote this letter, a uh, personal letter, and it was addressed to this one-year-old boy named Palmer Lindblad. And um, so that just a little heads up on that, uh, plus I'm sure some other really good stuff in that uh, 2 o'clock Saturday special. 
Thank you, Rich. You uh, you you helped uh, answer my, uh, my my final question for uh, for you touching on uh, on that show. Um, so as uh, as Rich just mentioned, on two o'clock on Saturday, uh, it's gonna be a thirty minute special on NBC, hosted by Mike Rico, with that uh, special feature by uh, by Rich. And there's also gonna be a uh, a really good essay from uh, from David Faraday and uh, and a few other pieces that are gonna be there. It's called Arnold Palmer's Life and Legacy. Uh, two o'clock on uh, NBC on Saturday. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from the Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.